One of the growth segments of this sport is women getting into the sport. We're starting to see this grow and what you gals are doing. Getting more female involvement in sport fishing community. It, 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 it's amazing. It's a blessing to this business. And the, the, the two of you teamed up, they're gonna make some headway, some major impact. Let me put it this way. I know some of the industry is listening. You just keep pushing, keep pushing. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Carey. That was fishing industry icon L. Lindner speaking to Barb and I from the stage at this year's Fishing Careers Workshop, which took place at Madden's on Gull Lake in Brainerd, Minnesota. And this was after Barb gave an amazing presentation to about 130 fishing industry hopefuls. Meeting Barb for the first time and getting the chance to meet one of my all-time favorite industry heroes, Al Lindner, made for a great day I'll not soon forget. Barb and I couldn't pass up the rare opportunity of being in the same location to record a couple of podcast episodes. The one you're about to hear is a candid conversation between the two of us the morning after the workshop. We discuss the current state of women in the industry, our vision, and some of the ways we hope to continue to grow female participation in the sport. We hope you enjoy. Uh, welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventure podcast. I am here in person with Barb Carey, and this does not happen very often. Yeah, you know, we're partners on this radio show, and we've communicated only by telephone and email until this weekend. And Angie, what a pleasure to meet you. It's been great to meet you in person, finally. We're up at Madden's on Gull Lake in Brainerd, Minnesota. We came up for the fishing careers workshop that the Linders put on. And this is their second annual Fishing Careers Workshop. Barb, you actually spoke at the event yesterday, which was pretty cool. Um, how many, do you know how many people they had speaking yesterday? Um, I think there was about 10. 10. So you were one of the 10 and the only female, there was another lady who was part of the tourism uh, up here that, that spoke a little bit yesterday, but you had a, a segment all to yourself to talk about women and fishing and what you do with Wisconsin Women Fish, and you just did an amazing job. And we actually have a video of that. Uh, we I did a Facebook Live from the event yesterday on our Facebook group, The Woman Angler and Adventurer. So if you want to check that out, and I encourage everybody listening, if you didn't see it, to definitely go check that out. This is a closed group, but if you request to join, we will add you as quick as possible. You just have to answer a couple quick questions about what kind of outdoor activities you're into and how you came across us. And you can just say from listening to the podcast, it is super motivational. And talking to that room of mostly men in the fishing industry and just letting them know that there's a problem going on that like women aren't being included like they should be they're not getting a fair shake and I just love how passionate you get about you know when you speak about that and uh, I think it made a really big impact well thanks you know it's I feel like I've been doing this for a long time you know and you know historically I guess 13 years isn't that long but the amount of change in the industry in the last 13 years 
there's a lot that's happened. And I think that some of the changes that need to be done, they're not being done fast enough. And let me give you an example. Sometimes people hear, oh, women aren't getting a fair shake. Oh, you're a bunch of whiners. You just got to, you're not working hard enough. You want stuff handed to you because you're a woman. And that's not the case at all. I think most of the women I know that are working in the industry couldn't possibly work any harder than they do. But here's an example of something I'm talking about. Somebody sent me a video just two days ago. And it was a video promoting high school fishing. And, they, you know, it was to a nonprofit foundation kind of thing. They wanted to get the word out so maybe they could get some donors to help with this very worthwhile project. So the guy sent me the video. And there was this, you know, video with adults and kids in the fishing uniforms, you know, from the schools and stuff talking. And it went through the whole whole thing. And there wasn't one girl or woman in that video. And I know for a fact that like the president of the whole high school fishing association in Wisconsin is a woman. I've had four or five women from our group, Wisconsin Women Fish, volunteer to coach teams in this high school league. And there are a ton of girls in this program and more want to get involved. And to have them excluded from that video is exactly what I'm talking about, you know. And the problem isn't so much that they were excluded. The problem is the people that made the video, it didn't even come into their mind, you know. So that is really what kind of my latest thing is that I'm talking about and trying to change the mentality and how they view women in the outdoors and their marketing efforts. You were recently approached by an outdoor photographer about getting some shots, you know, of women ice fishing or whatever. And you were like, yeah, that would be great. And then later the same photographer came up and, and said, you know, yeah, let's get some models out there. And like, that's not what, that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to show real women so that we can connect with real women, you know, that are out there that when women see these, these models and these photos, that's not real. You don't connect with that in any way. If anything, it, it it does the opposite. Absolutely. I was thinking about that, actually, that same interaction this morning. And I thought about putting an ad, like just as a Facebook post, say, for example, wanted uh, a pro walleye angler, to come to a photo shoot on Lake Malax, you know, and uh, kind of target it toward, towards guys and then have the last line, uh, must be very attractive. <laughs> you know, I mean, people would think that was absolutely ridiculous because look around at some of these TV hosts and people that are in the pictures and the catalogs. I mean, I look through some of these things and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me because it's not even average. It's just like, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just not even in the wheelhouse to look and evaluate the look that the person has, unless you're a woman. And that's, you know, it's going to take a long time to change that. But, you know, I'm going to bring it out and mention it when I see it happen. And that's what I think we as women have to do mm -hmm. and work together and not be one of the few that, you know, aren't helping that cause. I think it hurts everybody. 
Yeah, I agree. And, you know, coming from the music industry, it's the same way in the music industry. When you look at some of these artists, you know, you see some of these male artists that are hugely successful and some of them are not models by any stretch. But then you look at the the female artists and they all have to, you know, live up to the standard of a certain look and it's different. I mean, the fishing industry is totally different. I mean, we're not female anglers aren't there to have a look to them. You know, it's about the fishing and the personality and, and that type of thing. So it's so funny that to see that in in the fishing industry, but it's so prevalent. And I hope that we start making some headway to, to changing that. Oh, you know, I, there is change because, you know, we're having the conversation. I mean, I remember it, when I first started and I would kind of point out obvious things that were, um, there was one example, there was a bait shop that sold bait and tackle. And their sign out front was actually a pinup girl with, you know, bobbers where they, you know, and it's like, (laughs) are you kidding me? I'm not going to buy anything in there. You know, I mean, it's just like, how can that be good marketing for you in this day and age? Well, I think what we need to do as as females in the industry is everybody just needs to band together and work together. Like you said, we're better together. And that's, I think, how we're really going to be able to make a sizable impact on the industry. And one of the things I said on uh, the Wisconsin Women Fish Members Only Facebook page yesterday, somebody posted the Wisconsin hunting regulations. You know, they come out with a paper magazine, you know, with all the rules and regulations and everything. And there was a cover shot was a woman hunter with a deer. And that was awesome to see. And I told the ladies, I said, Instead of us complaining and writing hate mail to these people that aren't getting it right, let's kind of do more of a positive campaign. And when people are getting it right, really point it out to them. Mm-hmm. And the buying power of the woman female angler and the outdoors woman in general is huge. You know, not only, you know, with their purchases for their specific use, but for their family's use. I mean, if there's a boat being purchased for the family, uh, nowadays the woman has some say in that. And uh, to have a a couple go in the boat show and have the, the boat dealers only talk to the men, I mean, I've had women walk out before because they're not even talked to and the guy doesn't even fish and the woman is a tournament angler. You know, so assumptions have to stop being being made. You know, and I made this reference to one of the young guys we were talking to last night. It's like I've seen so many women pull into a boat launch and the guys there, oh, do you need me to back that in for you? I mean, so they're making an assumption about the skill. They're making these assumptions about what they think is wanted for gear like pink and uh, I just think if people stop making assumptions about anything and just look at things for their face value, it would be we'd be further ahead right now. You brought up a, a great point about the companies. I think us as female anglers really need to seek out and support those companies that support female anglers. 
And maybe, you know, it's part of our job to find those companies and let people know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and being involved in some of these women's groups really kind of helps you keep dialed in on what's happening. And, you know, not only what's happening with the companies and the trends of society and all that, but just what's happening in general in terms of what's good fishing, what's good hunting right now, how do I get involved? And, you know, if we can switch the conversation over about that a little bit, because, the trend of, you know, even Al Linder said, women anglers are on the rise. I mean, the the amount of the numbers with hunting and fishing and outdoor adventure for women is just skyrocketing. And, you know, we're just, maybe we can give the some tips to the women that listen to this and, and really kind of, oh, that'd be so fun to do that, or I, I wish I could do that. How how some ideas of how maybe they could get involved and get started. Yeah. What do you got to start out with here, Angie? Well, for me personally, you know, I'm not, you know, I love to fish, but I've done it as a, as a hobby. I'm not as experienced as you are as like doing tournaments and, and things like that. So I can kind of speak to that from a person who's also learning and growing and, you know, trying to improve my skills. I think the first thing, you know, we mentioned men not making assumptions about the skill level but don't be intimidated if you don't know how to back a trailer you know that like this is all stuff that you need to learn and the only way to learn it is by doing it i am not great at backing a trailer I, i'll admit i mean just because i just don't have the experience my boat sits in the water and so i don't have to trailer it in and out on a regular basis like some people do so you know, I'm in a fishing club and I'm the only female in the club. So you get paired up with a boater and then, you know, I'm the co-angler. So typically the co-angler will back the boat down the ramp and, you know, so the boater just, and then you go park the truck and then hop in. I've not been able to do that yet. And like, I've, I tried it the first time. It was great. The guy assumed that I could do it. He he wasn't like, oh, she's a girl. She's not going to be able to do this. <laughs> but you so, couldn't. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like all nervous. I've done it before. It's just been a really long time. And, uh, and, you know, I remember the way I do it is I put my hand at the bottom of the wheel and I know whichever way I turn the wheel is the way the trailer is going to go. But it's, I'm short statured. I'm only five foot three and I'm in this giant pickup truck, which this guy that I was fishing with is over six foot tall. So now I'm in this truck that I'm at the ramp too. So there's pressure. We're already like backed at the ramp. And I'm having to like figure out how to adjust his seat because I can't even reach the pedals. I can't see out the mirrors, like nothing. And so I can't find the lever to do the seat because every truck is different, you know. And so I'm kind of in a panic. I finally figure out how to adjust the seat. And um, he already had it lined up. So really all I had to do was just start backing it down. <laughs> I start backing it up thinking it's just going to go straight because he had it lined up. I finally look out the rearview mirror and it's totally like <laughs> cockeyed. And I'm like, he's sitting in the boat and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> there was no way he was going to be able to back it off the trailer at the angle it was at. Oh, jeez. And so I can't remember. I think I finally, I think I straightened it out and then finally got him down the ramp. But that was pretty embarrassing. And after that experience, I was like, all right, I need to practice more before I attempt this again. Absolutely. You know what? <laughs> It's just a matter. I wish I had my boat here. We could go out in the parking yeah, lot and practice. Yeah. Well, and I, I live at a marina. And so 
there's so many opportunities for me to practice. I just haven't done right. it yet. And every truck and boat and situation you get into is different. And people, the bigger the boat, the actually the easier it is. Right. You know, it's like trying to back up one of those little lawn tractors, how hard that is with the short tongue, mm-hmm. you know, and you get into a 40-foot boat, it's actually a lot easier. If it was my vehicle and my trailer, I think I could I could go out there and do a pretty decent job right now. But... So yeah, it's just it's just a matter of getting out there and doing it. At some of these uh, events that we have, women's fishing events, you know, we'll have um, say ten women with boats. So when we get there, there's like this parade, everyone in line, and all the passengers get out of the passenger seat in, uh, which is actually the driver of the boat. They'll jump in the passenger. It's just like an assembly line working really smoothly. And the same thing when they come in, you know, they're dropping people off, they're jumping on the dock, and the boat pulls away, the next boat pulls up, drops off the driver of the car. And to to look at people that see this happen, you know, there's a bunch of people camping and fishing and, you know, other boats around and other people in the loading and unloading area. And you can see their eyes get about as big around as, you know, <laughs> and they're like, holy smokes, what did I just see? You know, and I just feel such a sense of pride for these gals because they are good. They know what they're doing and they work together as a team like nothing I've ever seen before. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, really help women move forward with their skill, you know, whether it be fishing, hunting or rock climbing or whatever, is getting connected with other people. So one program I think is a good place to start, you know, depending, no matter where you're listening, is generally most places have a bow or a Becoming an Outdoor Woman program. That's kind of a good place to start. A lot of their programming is more of an introductory piece of the pie. Like when I taught ice fishing, I taught people that were intrigued for about ice fishing and just kind of took them out, showed them everything, gave them the basics. Some will know at that point if they want to do more of it or if it's not their thing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the first step is finding someone just to get you out there to try it for for the first time. And then finding someone that you can kind of go with on a regular basis. And, it, and sometimes it only takes one person. And really, for me, it was one person. It was Holly Hansen. I mean, her and I met, I think I told that story in the seminar, that I finally met one person that loved to fish as much as I did. And then it, all sorts of good things have come from that. And, you know, there's ways to do that. You know, actually, our Women Angler and Adventure Facebook page is a great place to, hey, anybody from Timbuktu, Mm -hmm. you know, because that I've seen a lot of that happening over there. Yeah, I think social media is a huge advantage. And so it's so easy to find somebody in your area, even going on and, and going, setting up a meetup in your area for women who want to fish or get out and hike or whatever would be a great way to, uh, I think it's meetup.com is the website. I can put a link to that in the show notes for this episode, but that's just another tool out there where you can get a small group of women together. And even if it's just one person, like you said, that comes out, that could make all the difference and you make that connection and then you learn together. And yeah, I think 
that's huge thing. And then, you know, you mentioned Bo and then just search your, your area for other clubs or organizations. I've, I've learned so much through the, the men's fishing club that I'm in. Um, and you know, you may, I mean, it's not a men's, it's a co-ed club, but it's all men except for me at the moment, but you may find a, a club in your area that does have a couple women in it, you know? And, and even if not, if, if you're the type of person that's, doesn't really get intimidated by that just go out and and you'll just improve your skills so much i've learned so much from these guys you know and so don't i i would encourage women to like just give that a shot um you'll find most of these guys are very helpful this particular group the first weekend we had a weekend tournament away we had dinner together that the night after fishing all day and it just felt like a family already and they were so cool so yeah, you know, anglers in general have that, you know, love for the sport. It just kind of has something that you already have something in common with. You know, this is kind of a challenge. I I saw this on a woman's Facebook page, and the woman was Carrie Zilko. She's been on the show before. You've talked to her in the past. And she posted a post, and she's she's a big hunter. You know, she loves hunting more so than fishing. But she posted, does anybody want to go hunting and and?" doesn't have a mentor does someone need to be mentored in hunting you know reaching out it was she reached out to both men and women but if you're a if you're proficient at it and you do it a lot you know i put it out there say hey any of my friends does anyone want to come with does anyone want to see what this is about because having that opportunity or that door open for somebody else that stuff is life-changing at times. I've seen it firsthand over and over again. You know, when I get those phone calls, I found you on the website, but I'm not sure if it's a good fit for me. And, you know, I talk them into it and they come all freaked out, nervous and not knowing what to expect. And they go away two feet taller and had the time of their life. So change, you know, it's life is so short, man. If you don't have fun and adventure and doing the things that you want to do, make some changes before it's too late. Yeah, that's a great point. I encourage any women out there listening, especially like those women who are already very much into hunting and fishing in the outdoors is just seek out a friend and somebody who maybe hasn't experienced it yet. And whether they if they're willing to, to go, whether they think they'll like it or not, the only way they're going to know is by trying it. And so, you know, just spread, spread the love, basically, and encourage women to listen to this podcast, because I think, you know, by listening to some of these other women that we interview, they might take away something or find some sort of like inspiration and think, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. Right. You know, I'm going to mention a few things just off the top of my head. And then Angie is the workhorse that puts all these links in the show notes. And thank you, Angie, for doing that because you do a great job at that piece of this pie. But I've mentioned before, Wisconsin Women Fish, WIWomenFish.com. There's the Women Anglers of Minnesota. There's the Ontario Women Anglers. And there's another gal who works with me on the Women Ice Angler Project by the name of Chantelle Whitstruck. And we'll tag her in this post because she puts on or she's involved in a woman pheasant hunt out in the Dakotas that's really interesting. And um, we'll try to think of some more, you know, Becoming an Outdoor Women program. We can um, Google that. I know there's several women's fishing clubs in Florida that have been around for a really long time. I know one of them kind of has a cap on their membership, but 
you know, there's other stuff out there. And as a listener, when you listen to this podcast, please put a link or tell us another place that a woman could go. You know, if you know of a club or an organization or a program, you know, the Wild Turkey Federation oftentimes has classes for women in turkey hunting, even other hunting and fishing, you know, it's just not turkey hunting. And that that's a good resource too. Can you think of anything else? I think what we'll do, we'll start compiling these resources and uh, any listeners out there, like Barb said, please, if you're aware of something that we didn't mention, e- either email me, Angie, at thewomanangler.com or make a, send me a message on Facebook or post on our Facebook group. We'll see it for sure. And we can put a resources page together on oh, our website. Oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah. Well, actually, you do that because <laughs> that's what you do. It's easy for me to say, I'll, let's do it, I'll right? make it uh, thewomanangler.com slash resources. And by the time you hear this podcast episode, that will be up. And so you Boy, can Angie, there. you are on it, man. That's why this <laughs> podcast is going to go places because you're so on the ball like that. And we're figuring out what women need and you're doing it. Man. Yeah. Well, thank you. I enjoy it. And I, it, it motivates me. And partnering up with you has just been amazing because I, I wish we would have done it sooner. But um, I think both of us work very well together and we both have our strengths and weaknesses and we complement each other very well. So I think, you know, Al Linder even said yesterday, I was talking to him, he was asking me how the show's been going. And, and he said he was just so happy that we partnered up together and that, you know, it just makes makes producing the show so much easier. I mean, it's a lot of time goes into finding people to interview, you know, deciding like what would what listeners want to hear and then the actual producing, putting the website together, doing social posts, like all that takes a lot of time. And I also have a full-time job. So, you know, trying to juggle all that. But since bringing you on, it's just made it so much easier and, and that we're able to do a weekly show for our listeners has been huge. Well, and just so the listeners know, I mean, this is a labor of love for both of us. I mean, nobody's paying us anything. This is a volunteer gig, man. (laughs) You know, so if we can kind of get our, keep our numbers up and, you know, get more women involved, more women to listen, maybe one day we'll sell an advertisement (laughs) and that would help pay some of the bills. Right, Angie? Yeah. And that's where you guys come into play. Like we need you to spread the word about this podcast to other women you know who are into hunting and fishing, but also other women you know that might be interested in it and that they might, like I said earlier, get some inspiration from this show. And even reach out to guys that you know who have spouses and these guys want their spouses to get involved. Uh, you know, I think uh, a guy having uh, his partner or spouse listen to this podcast, they might that might be the encouragement they need to get them out. And, you know, what guy doesn't want his wife, like, loving the outdoors and fishing and and all that? You know, speaking of guys, I mean, really men, a lot of men are doing a great job of pushing this forward for women, you know, and, and being so welcoming and so encouraging. I mean, we have a lot of guys that are on our Facebook page mm-hmm. and and interject something once in a while, all positive, nothing negative. And I'm sure we have a lot of guys that listen to the podcast, you know, and hats off to you because, you know, you're here getting in touch with what, how the angle of the view of the women is. And you're the guys that have been, you know, inviting women to go out in the boats for, you know, a long time. 
And for those of you that get it and have it together, thanks. Thanks yeah. for being one of the cool guys. And uh, it's that's making a big difference for us, too. It is. And you even had a few guys come up to you at yesterday after you spoke at the fishing careers workshop just you know saying thank you for what you're doing and you know even asking questions about how they can help one guy was in a fishing club at a college and and you know kind of observed that they would have women come in and then they would kind of disappear after a bit like what do we need to do as a club to change that so that these women stick around and we get more women involved and so that's really cool to to hear that guys are like concerned and thinking about that. And they're smart to do so because the future of the industry depends on getting more women and kids involved. If if we want this to grow and, you know, conservancy dollars come from how many people are buying licenses and, you know, hunting and fishing licenses and we have to protect our resources, which is a super important thing. So if the numbers continue to dwindle and, you know, all these kids are growing up with video games and not getting exposure to the outdoors as an industry, everybody needs to come together and get more people involved in in single moms with kids. Like that's another huge thing that that's why I feel like getting more women involved would help in that area too. Yeah, I had a guy, a nice young man, come up to me after I spoke yesterday and, and thanked me and said that he was raised by a single mom. And his mom was working so hard, you know, at just trying to keep food on the table and working a couple jobs. And she didn't hunt or fish, you know. So he actually had to find other people, you know, like an uncle or some other people to kind of get introduced to that sport. So... That's another thing I think that we can do is just take other people's kids out that aren't their parent or their moms aren't involved in fishing that much because we've all had that experience when we were a kid and we had that one fish on Mm -hmm. and it just kind of lit something up inside you and changed you. And that's where our passion for angling comes from. And if you have it, you're a lucky person. Yes, definitely. We've all been blessed to have had that experience. And so if we can pass that along to another kid that wouldn't have that opportunity, I think we have to do that. Well, Angie, it's been great weekend hanging out with you and meeting you. And uh, I'm hoping that maybe in the near future, I'll take a road trip down to um, Nashville and see what you got for fishing down there. That would be awesome. I look forward to that very much. You know, and keep piping up on Facebook because, you know, maybe we can, you know, if we're going through a town and you fish and you say, hey, I'm fishing here, stop over, stop over. I mean, what a great trip that would be. Just go on a road trip around, stopping it, all the listeners wouldn't fish with those. Would that be something? That would be a blast. Yeah, maybe someday we'll have enough advertisers, we'll get a nice truck with a logo on it. Just go seek out our listeners and have them take us fishing. That would be so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we can dream, right? Yes. Yep. Well, I'm excited for what the future holds. And it's just been great getting to meet you in person. And you know, hopefully we'll be able to do more podcast episodes together um, with technology. That's certainly not a difficult thing to do. It's just uh, getting schedules together, I think, is the most difficult thing. So, But uh, yeah, just everybody out there, keep listening. We're going to keep bringing you the best content that we can. We're going to grow this thing. Thanks, everybody. 
thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Woman Angler and Adventure podcast. If you like what we're doing and want to see where we're going, head on over to thewomanangler.com. Sign up for our email list. We'll keep you informed of what's coming up. We've got some fun stuff like giveaways in the works, so you'll want to be sure you're on the list so you don't miss out. We're in this for the long haul, and we hope that you are as well. See you next week, everyone. Thank you.